Hi, and welcome to Real Trail Talk. I am Donovan D'Souza from The Long Ways Better. And I'm Mark Pybus from The Life of Pi. Welcome to episode 51. We've reached the milestone, or past the milestone now. We're on the way to the century mark. So we thought we'd bring in a special guest that we've had in before. We've got Melina from the Perth Trail series. Welcome, Melina. Thank you. And woohoo! <laughs> 51! <laughs> God, that makes it sound old. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I should say, because I, I think it's funny, I should tell people what just happened. Yeah. <laughs> so um, this is actually our second time through this because we were having the chat and then I realized that I didn't press record properly. So yes, we're going <laughs> to go through the same interview again. Hopefully it'll be better second time around. <laughs> um, but the reason we've got Melina in is she's going to talk about the World Trails network and her experiences within that so on that what is the trails network and how do they fit into the worldwide community the world trails network is a not-for-profit organization and it brings together a global network of trail people it ranges from trail organizations ngos government agencies to individuals um, that can be professionals, enthusiasts like you guys, and trail managers as well. They come out to it. And I think everyone listening on this podcast would fit very nicely into the World Trails Network. Mm. So it's kind of like the the United Nations of the trail (laughs) community um, with kind of a whole lot of groups represented that's exactly right. That's a good look on it. Mm. <laughs> um, so as a World Trails Network ambassador, what is involved with that? and How long have you been one? As an ambassador, my primary focus is telling everyone about WA and how they've got to come here and get onto our trails. And I've been doing that for as long as I've been living here in <laughs> Perth. And um, what I have been told is that my enthusiasm can be pretty contagious. (laughs) It can. The (laughs) woohoo phenomenon is very strong. Um, And you do do a great job with Perth Trail Series, so it's good that you now have that kind of like international platform to yell at people. (laughs) Woohoo! Yeah. (laughs) Tell them to come over to WA. Um, So the World Trails Network has task teams. How are you involved with this and what's your current focus within your team? The World Trails Network has about eight task teams and everyone tends to be a professional in whatever field that they have chosen to work in. And there's trails in sustainability, trails in nature. I'm part of the media task team and our current focus is launching a film festival for Nepal 2020 conference, which is really exciting. And the other things that the media team gets up to is all about creative ways to get attention to the trails, which is something that you guys are both really good at. Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Blank stares. Yes, you are. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot different than what we do to, like, organising a film fest because I think trails as a visual medium, um, it has the power to really excite people and say, yes, I want to go there, especially with, like, drones now and, you know, all the different technology we have. So looking forward to seeing what kind of films are in Nepal. 
It is. It's so exciting. And we're working on the website to attract the best kind of mm. things mm. that we can. But you said that it's visual with the podcast, even in our runner group, someone was like, what podcast should I listen to on a run? So it is really helpful to have like the spoken as well. Mm. So just with the film festival, are you going for like, um, is it Banff? Is that how you say it? <laughs> Banff. And we are going for very much the cultural connection and more of that we're a trail tribe mm. and more of that heartfelt connection to trails. And we'll see what kind of storytellers we're able to attract with that. So these are new films? We're going to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, this, so our website um, is being created now mm -hmm. and we're going to be opening that up for submission. So if you know anyone <laughs> making these kind of films, yeah. submit them and um, yeah, hopefully they can be part of the conference. Cool. Yeah, I like the, uh, the storytelling aspect um, around the trails because I mean, that's a lot of why we go out there is to tell stories and create stories so it'd be cool to see what they come up with mm. yeah and to see what's already out there and again on that like global level who's already doing it and how can we be that platform to share mm. awesome so obviously you're talking your group are working on the film festival but what are some of the other groups and do you have any news about what they're doing in relation to nepal 2020 so that's it. Um, on Thursday, we were talking about Nepal, and that was the main focus of the conversation. It's looking like some really exciting things happening in the morning, like the breakfast kind of chats happening and really cool info with that. Um, something cool is a sustainability building workshop in Costa Rica is happening in February or March of next year. So that's really cool. And they want the media team out there to capture it. And so with media, it's also capturing what everyone else is doing and helping promote and be that voice for it. So thanks for having me on the podcast, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so obviously well involved with the Nepal 2020 conference, but your first involvement with the World Trails Network was when you headed to Japan in 2017 to join 16 next generation trail visionaries. Um, can you tell us what was involved with that and what was the goal of that expedition? So the main goal of that expedition was to capture a documentary which got shown at the last conference. So I think that kind of kicked off this next film festival idea. Mm. So we captured a doco around all of the trails into Tori. So one was hiking and it really got me thinking about different types of trails. Like I am very focused on trail running. And so I look at a trail from that perspective where kayaking was not something I would have envisioned that I would be doing. Mm -hmm. And with trails, what was really cool is looking at how they connected us to each other and just trails as connection was one of the key themes that really came out in the doco and just for all of us as individuals coming from all over the world and meeting in one place to connect, talking while we were on the trail, connecting that way. And then we created a manifesto, which is like 
meant to be that inspirational vision for the next generation. And I mean, it starts, we are a trail tribe. So really to like kind of evoke emotion and get you like, yeah. Mm -hmm. There were no wahoos in it though. So I'm not Ooh. sure. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sneak into the next yeah. one. Um, so you I mean, you use the language like trail tribe and this was a, a essentially a young person's trip. Um, yeah, what was that kind of like as getting everyone together and being like-minded and young? Because, you know, it's good to have people not only involved in trails, but in professional um, positions as well. What was really cool was how everyone had such a different background and everyone brought so many unique things. Like Ailey, she set up our tent every day and just <laughs> like she loved doing that and getting to camp and going through the checklist and just seeing all the different personalities. There was someone from Ghana who was more focused on the urban trails, which to me, looking at green space in a densely populated urban area is it's crazy like I don't think like that on a normal mm. um, day so just getting all those different perspectives from people was mm. like really cool and we all were that same peer group so being able to connect over what we were doing that was very different but then still sharing the same challenges like with the leadership that we have it's yeah, it's kind of like one of those things we all are learning as we go. Mm. And so with that group, obviously, you know, you, you would have become good friends from all of that. Um, how has that, I guess, in this next stage of working towards Nepal 2020 and in the conferences that you've been to since then, how has that, those relationships sort of helped the networking? What's really cool is that we all still connect and keep in touch and the networking is still happening. So mm. my friend in Russia, we've been talking about going to visit Lake Baikal and how amazing it is and having her come here to WA. And also with my friend from the Greek islands, he wants to know how they can have a trail race happening out on this little island in Greece, mm -hmm. which is super exciting because they're trying to create stories and sharing the cultural experience of trails and then incorporating a, a physical activity is not something they would have ever thought of or even who they had thought could come visit their area. So being able to talk about the different user groups is really cool because we all have those different perspectives. Mm. Uh, South Africa, he is a trail runner, mountain biker, hiker, but also has a project all about trails and keeping the litter off of them and keeping them safe because it's it's not always a safe place to go, mm. which again is something that here in WA you don't really think about that. Oh, yeah. we do get garbage and trails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, well the, but safety is never like yeah. a yeah. big concern. We've had so, one crazy and however many years on the bib and it's more like oh i won't have cell phone service not there could be something dangerous out mm. there um trying to get me and then um my friend from china she is talking about bringing a group um of her friends that she hikes with regularly out here and they would love to go on the bibbleman which would be super cool mm. and i mean you guys are the experts on that 
So <laughs> if you've done it, you're an expert. Yeah, we can pretend. <laughs> and then with Zach, he's the chair of the media task team. So from meeting in Japan to then all, all of us that I've just mentioned as well, we were all at the conference in Spain together. And so from Japan to then being in Spain and we got in a conversation that led him to like really stepping up and being that leader because I'm like Zach you're a leader like (laughs) (laughs) like what you're talking about let's do this and really getting that momentum behind the media team and giving that the voice Mm -hmm. so you mentioned the world trails conference that you went to in Spain in 2018 uh, what was that like? And was there any like special speakers or learnings that you took away from that that you now use in your everyday trail life? The the conference in Spain, that was the seventh um, conference and they had started in Korea with Jeju Oli Trail. And from there, they were like every year and then a bit more spaced out. So now the conferences are every two years. So the one in Spain was like... It was really cool and it was the first time that I ever went to a conference that I was really excited to be there and (laughs) (laughs) and like one of those where I just wanted to talk to everyone and I wanted to get there early and stay late Mm. and then continue the conversations and talk to everyone in that room because everyone had such a unique perspective and I've never experienced anything like that so that to me was like whoa I found my people. Um, <laughs> you don't feel that way when you go to public transport planning <laughs> conferences? <laughs> sometimes. Uh. Sometimes I do. <laughs> and some people may feel that way. So mm. it's like, that's when you know, like, yes, I'm on that path. <laughs> okay, so 2020 is the next one, uh, Nepal. How can people attend? Um, who's it for? You know, what's the spiel? Cool. So the Nepal 2020 conference has their pre-conference sign-up already opened. Mm -hmm. And you can find that at (laughs) worldtrailsnetwork.org. And really, it's for anyone that wants to connect with the like-minded community. And if you're in the industry, if you're wanting to get into the industry, if you want to go to cool countries and meet cool people and have a host when you get there, it's perfect for that as well. There's a, a, in Spain, there were 46 countries represented. So that's a lot of different places and a lot of unexplored hikes out there for you too. Mm. <laughs> um, I mean, apart from the film festival, what would kind of be a typical day at one of these conferences? With this one, we will have like the breakfast kind of chats. And then how we're looking at it right now is to have each task team kind of hold about a three-hour block and everyone's getting excited about what's going to be filled in that time. And also with the conference, which I really enjoyed from Spain, is that we had a lead-up into it. So I spent time, I spent five days on the Camino with a group of people connecting before we went into the sitting down, listening, talking, Mm. and really connecting on the trail. Like we still have a WhatsApp group. And yeah, with that, it's, you know, when we're out, when I'm out, I'll take a photo, someone else takes a photo, and then we compare things. Like on Facebook, I posted how my friend marks the trail and they hand paint 
um, signage. Could you imagine hand painting? Yeah. Um, wow. <laughs> a woggle? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. Like oh, a triangle. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. Oh. Um, earlier in our previous version of this recording, <laughs> <laughs> you had mentioned to us about um, something along the lines of like a trip advisor for trails. Um, could you talk a little bit about that? Because that was that was a really interesting <laughs> yeah. thing you were talking about. So we were talking about the green flag trail system. And that's one of the things that the World Trails Network is trying to do is establish those standards to allow people to know what they're getting into. Mm. So it works on the level from like a government agency or a trail manager or a blogger to be able to know like what kind of the standard is. So mm. is there car parking available? Is there a toilet at the start or finish? And just kind of basic things that you could expect to find at a trail or you may not find, but as long as it's like clearly stated, that information is there for everyone to know mm. what type of experience that they'll be able to get. Mm. D does that cover what we were talking? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think because we were saying at that time that, you know, it's one of those things where sometimes the information that we get from government or from bloggers, you know, I think from a bloggers, it's a subjective point of view. From government, sometimes they have an agenda, whereas it'd be good to have something like this, which is from a, you know, something from an arm's length saying these are sort of standards and to look at it from that perspective. That's right. And even whether it's clearly marked or what to expect from trail markings mm. and to be able to create that common language that all over the world could use. So is it every 500 meters that trail markings go or is it every kilometer or is it only if there's a junction? And again, for the safety of that end user to really know this is the experience that I'm getting into. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, you go interstate sometimes, and I remember I was hiking in Victoria, and coming off the bib, I was expecting markers every, you know, couple hundred metres, but it was only at every junction you reached a sign pointing you off. Yeah. Um, not that that was a big problem, but it'd be nice to know beforehand that's the experience. So, yeah, that's, and, it's really cool. And I think that that's sort of been a bit of a problem of late in Western Australia with the Stirling Ridge Walk is mm. that people are expecting the bib level of user-friendliness and it's not at all that kind of a walk, but there's no information available for people to know that. So it's, you know, you, you go out there and you just go, oh, wow, this is completely not what I expected. And that's something that we should be avoiding. <laughs> That's exactly right. And again, it's all about looking at the user experience. So mm. if you are wanting that Stirling Ridge Top Walk adventure, to know that that's the adventure that you've signed up for. Mm. So with yourself running the very successful Perth Trail series, uh, what can you take from your World Trails Network experiences and learnings and apply that to the Perth Trail series and also trail running as a whole? Backing on to what we were just talking about, I believe it's that conversation about the user experience that is so important with with everything that we do. So what we are really focused on going into 2020 is being able to describe and establish those like standards of experiences. So we have the green course 
and the blue course and the black course and those are to talk to different people and to be able mm. to have that standard what we have had in the past is someone was just doing the short course where the short course could be like a 20 kilometer run mm. and so <laughs> running 20ks on trails there's nothing short about that yeah. and it's not just like doing it it's mm. It's it really is an achievement and an accomplishment. So like with the green courses and that's something that's brand new as well is we're opening up the trails to more people. And typically we had been trail running events and now we're saying, well, it's okay to walk like I mean, often we walk up the hills anyways when they're really steep. (laughs) (laughs) But in this case, you can just sign up and say, yep, I plan on walking the whole thing. And it's only going to be up to six kilometers that that's the green course. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, having it really, yeah, just clearly defined so people know, yep, I'm a green runner. I'm new. I have no excuses to not get out there. Like, you don't need trail shoes. You don't need anything specific. You can just get out and give it a go. Mm. And then with the blue and the black, and that kind of takes on the same idea of the mountain bike trails with the green trails, the blue trails, black being the most experienced. And again, you don't think, oh, I'm only doing the blue today. You're like, that's the experience I'm after. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask you about it. Is that a deliberate choice um, to change it to the mountain bikers to also kind of attract someone who may not think maybe I'll go trail running or walking or whatever? It is. It is a bit but it's also just to provide that clear communication and that's what the world trails network had showed me how being able to explain a clear standard Mm. makes it so easy for anyone to join in or to not join in Mm. to not sign up for something and be like that wasn't what i was expecting Mm. Um, more importantly if you're just not just doing the green trails, but if you are doing the green trails, do you still get your cool medal at the end? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's not a PTS race without the cool mega medal. Yeah, that's all I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> Join us. <laughs> so on, on that topic, what's next for you and are there any exciting updates you can share for listeners in relation to Perth Trail Series? Whew, this is a big question. Um, what's next? Well, tomorrow I'm taking off to Albany and then we have a mountain bike race, which is something that's brand new for us in Pemberton, which is a place that I love. Um, what's next? We have our ladies only race and that's something that's really cool that we're seeing is such a, a growth in the women demographic Mm -hmm. coming out. Do you guys find that as well? Well, in hiking pre- yeah, yeah hiking predominantly most of our audience is women and i mean we had the women's only podcast and i think there's still a lot of barriers to break down um mm. just within the kind of the general thinking of women getting out there is it's unsafe and a few other things but i think in mm. time women will probably be the dominant gender I on think trails it, they already are though in some ways i think there's still some some fears mm. but I wouldn't be surprised if it was 60, 40 or even more that mm. way. In running, what sort of percentages are you looking at? So it's definitely the women are growing and I'd probably say we're getting closer to 50-50 now. Um, with our ladies only, we entice the 
the trail ladies with chocolate and sparkling <laughs> <laughs> bubbles at the finish and really just a celebration of having fun mm. um which is so important that i mean it's your weekend you get out in nature and have fun you want to feel good about what you're doing because mm. um, i mean our weekends are precious so, yeah, the summer series is coming up and that's really exciting with the green, the blue, the black. But some other things that I'd like to talk about are Break the Boundary. Have you guys heard of them? No. no. So Break the Boundary is all about getting the guys in wheelchairs. Oh, wait. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's all about getting people that wouldn't normally go out onto the trail out onto the trail. And as trail runners, we're able to help them and assist by either like there's this one contraption that's kind of like a wheelbarrow and you put someone in the, the barrow and someone pushes and someone pulls. And there's a brand new clubhouse in Kalamunda mm. that's opened and having getting access to the Bibblemen and getting people um, onto the trails in, in a new way mm. is something that the trail runners are all really excited about doing. Mm. And so that's really cool. And again, just getting more people onto the trails. So, mm. yeah. So with that, obviously not everywhere is suitable because there'll be stairs and things like that. So what, what sort of area is this suitable for in Perth as an example? Yeah, so right now, even looking at the clubhouse base being at the Camel Farm, there we're looking at little circuits that we can do. And so currently it's looking at the time that it takes like to do one kilometer. Mm. We've done some out and backs. And again, it's more the flatter surface. But that being said, anything could be possible. Okay, <laughs> so it could be pushing people downstairs. <laughs> no, stairs are a tricky one. But again, it is it is just looking at it and the type of equipment that's now available mm. really does make it accessible for more people to get out. Mm. And again, if we all have more nature in our life, like... Yeah, yeah. very beneficial. It's not just people who are going to get carried, right? It's all different kinds of like off-trail um Sorry, not off trail, but like off road kind of experiences. You're in a wheelchair, hand cycles, hand cycles yeah. yeah, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, they're doing lots of experimentation out there on what's going to work and how they can design trails around that as well, aren't they? Exactly, and that's one of the things that they are talking about: building purpose-built specific for the adaptive cycles mm. to come out. Yeah, and hopefully we'll get some of the. The break the boundary guys out to our events this summer not mm. at one gong but no, you, can, you can handicap the really good <laughs> <Yeah>. run <laughs> this hill you must carry someone yeah. up <laughs> um so back to the world trails network how do you see the future evolving for them and what are you most excited about what you can achieve and what they can achieve one of the really cool things about wtn right now is that we're building this foundation level and on the call the other night there was references to like these white papers and to toolkits that they're really getting all that research done for and with that they're also collecting data that we can then use and just being able to collectively provide trails a voice like everywhere if that yeah does that make sense mm. 
do you ever see like in the future them going to governments or local councils like all over the world and saying like having a voice with that to say these are the benefits for trails and especially like health organizations as well do you see that in the future I definitely hope that's where we can get to and it's looking at like well is it health that trail I mean we know that health is something that trails directly lead a benefit to but also transport like would it be the department of transport that could look at trails as a way that people get from one place to another place in other countries they have that so in switzerland the department of transport funds the trails and it's looking at those types of different i guess government bodies because trails fit into pretty much all of them Mm And so by collecting the research and getting those white papers, which, again, I say it like it's this foreign thing. It's like quite common amongst academia and government. Mm. So getting that on paper and being able to give to people that understand that paper is definitely like the way that they're going forward with. Cool. Yeah, sound, sounds really exciting what's going on and I look forward to <laughs> the future. <laughs> Yep. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, I mean, you're very busy between World Trails Network, Perth Trail Series. Do you still get a chance to woohoo and have a run every now and then? <laughs> well, I saw you on Sunday. Yeah, you weren't just an organizer; you were enjoying the course as well. That's correct. I took the blue group out, <laughs> and we were the fun 10k happy runners. Um, yes, yeah, so I do get a chance to get out and. After the weekend, I'll be down in Pemby for the week. And I love Pemby, so I'll get to get out on my section of the Bibbleman that I maintain. And also just any time in Pemberton, in those carry trees, like... Yeah. yeah it feels like... One day there feels like you like it's a week of making my heart sing, so... No, that's awesome. It sounds like you're at least getting to enjoy it as well, not just, you know, be involved in the processes and stuff like that. So thank you very much for coming in, Melina. Thank you guys for having me. You, like, the last time I saw you was at the conference here, aside from briefly on the trail, yep. where you were very stylish at the <laughs> conference. And so catching up with you guys is awesome. So I really appreciate getting this time with you. I know we're all busy. Yeah, yep, no, it's we, always good to have you in. Yeah, definitely appreciate it. Um, and if you wanted to get any more information about the World Trail Network, it was worldtrailnetwork.org. Dot org. Yep. And Perth Trail Series is... .com.au Awesome. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, If you've enjoyed this episode or any other episode of Real Trail Talk, please give us a rating on iTunes, Podbean, or any of the other platforms you're currently listening to us on. If you had any suggestions for any future episodes, you can contact us at realtrailtalk at gmail.com, and we'll be back in two weeks. Thank you. Mm